Hey guys, welcome to Let Me Talk Podcast, episode 15. My next guest, Gillian Mosenthal, has just recently produced and starred in her own theatre show called Contractions. She's here today to talk about her journey this far and what it was like training for film and TV and then transitioning to theatre and producing her own theatre show. She gives great advice on this and all things acting and what it's like to be an actor and an artist and without giving anything else away, let's get into this episode. Hey, Jill, thank you so much for coming on Let Me Talk podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Zoe. I'm so excited to be on here. It's going to be awesome. And mm. I cannot believe it. Yesterday, I figured out that we were in our full-time course like seven years ago. Oh, my God. I was thinking about that and I was like, whoa, I can't believe seven years. That's just so long. I know. It feels like yesterday. Like it doesn't even feel like it's been that long. Yeah, I know. Like it feels maybe like three years, but not seven. Yeah, I know. Crazy. So So on the podcast with previous guests, I've done always done a rapid fire, and I'm just wondering, are you keen to do that? Yeah. Break the ice. We need to break the ice, even though. Oh, the ice needs to be broken. It's already broken. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the first question is, what actor are you most inspired by and why? Um, when I was listening to the other podcasts, um, the first person that came to my mind was Teresa Palmer. Oh, cool. And she is an awesome Australian actress. Oh, my gosh. She's been my role model forever. I don't know if you've seen, have you seen Warm Bodies? I haven't. Oh, okay. You need to watch it. Um She had the most amazing experience with that. Um, She auditioned for the part and didn't hear back from it. She's this Australian actress in LA and I think she was quite new. And then um, she really, really wanted the part because she she loved the script, she loved the director and she just kept like, I think emailing them and being like, oh, like how'd it go? Like, can I audition again? And I think she, from memory, she auditioned so many times and they were just like, oh, wow, this girl, like this girl's good for the part and she's so determined. And so, yeah, she ended up getting the role and I just find that so incredible. And she's such a grounded person. Yeah. And, yeah, she's just an amazing person and she's Australian. So that's a a really inspiring thing to see her. I mean, Margot Robbie as well. Like, come on, she's amazing. Um, The fact that they've worked so hard to be where they are um, is really inspiring as an Australian actress as well. So, yeah, Teresa Palmer, definitely. Awesome. TV or film? This can be, uh, like, what you prefer to watch or what you would prefer to be in. Um, I think probably film. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Why? I guess it's like, takes you on a story and you get really sucked in and you go on the character's journey and then you get a bit teary or whatever. <laughs> it's just like TV's, oh, but TV's really good as well. Like, yeah, it's kind of like level now. Like it used to be, TV never used to be as good as film and now it's just kind of like leveled out. Yeah. I guess a downside of TV is that it's so, like, for a whole season, that's like what? eight to ten hours of watching film but like film is more condensed so you get the whole arc in like an hour but if you sit down and binge you sort of just like become a zombie for a few days and so probably film yeah (laughs) drama or comedy um comedy awesome indie or blockbuster um blockbuster yeah (laughs) yeah and that was quick I like that yeah and the last one is, um, when are you most inspired? Um, I think probably when I'm alone and with my thoughts. Like I'm quite an introvert these days and I think being alone helps me focus on my own voice rather than getting lost sometimes in other people's voices. Um, so I like to um, have like quiet space where I can be like, all right, how am I feeling where am I at with my goals? What do I want to achieve again? And often when I've been alone, I find that I'm probably the most inspired because I've been able to connect to myself on a deeper level. Yeah. And then I can go out into the world like as more myself, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Sometimes yeah. it's good to be like 
on your own and in your thoughts and stuff because you can really like think about things and yeah think things through and decide what what you want to choose and and think yeah yeah that's quite vague but yeah (laughs) no that's all I like that (laughs) um so basically I just want to like head into the conversation and kind of um start the very beginning like how did you know you wanted to be get into acting um get into the entertainment industry like where did it start from you like did you have uh like before we met at Tafta obviously were you training somewhere else or was Tafta your first kind of school like just experiences and Mm. journey at the beginning like where did it all start pretty much um yeah well I started I started dancing when I was four I started ballet at when I was four and I guess um, I remember always being interested in acting and modeling and my, my mum sort of wasn't keen on the modeling thing and um, <laughs> that's fair enough um, and so I was like oh mum like it was I think year six or something no it would have been before then I don't know I was just always keen to do the school plays and that was really exciting and um, I, I'd done dancing, so I was familiar with that, but I didn't know much about acting. It was like this mystery and it was really, seemed really cool. And I remember watching Dakota Fanning when I was younger and she would do this like window scene where she would look out and um, have like this deep thoughts. And I remember being like, oh my God, yeah, like I get that. And <laughs> I wanted to do that. I was like, that's me. And then I would like think that I was in a movie, like, oh, so silly. Um, but yeah, I did like... Um, drama classes in primary school and I remember thinking wow a script is so cool and just couldn't wait until I was doing drama in high school when I finally got um into high school I'd literally been waiting for years like I was like to my sister oh my god I can finally do drama as a subject (laughs) and I ended up getting the drama award in year eight because I was probably the most enthusiastic out of everyone yeah I was so proud of that and yeah, I guess from there it sort of um, it was it was this huge deal. Um, I, I remember in year ten we had this this task to do a monologue, and so we had to write our own monologue. And so we created a backstory and we wrote our own characters' monologue, and we were, had to perform it in front of the class. And no one really cared, but I cared a lot. <laughs> And so I would go into my room and I remember filming it. I worked so hard for this and um, so many hours and I feel like I perfected it. And I knew when I got into class that no one really cared about the task, but I cared about it so deeply. And so I went to class and I did the monologue and I was like, oh my God, that felt so good. And then I got marks back and I got a hundred percent and I couldn't believe that. I was like, how is that possible? Um, And I was so proud. And yeah. So from there I was like, I want to be an actor. And then, um, then I auditioned for the school cabaret and my drama teacher didn't see that I'd auditioned. I didn't know, like no one had told her and stuff. And so I had my first rejection and because like no one, no one knew that I'd auditioned like I think it was for year 11s and 12s and year 10s just auditioned to help and be like a small part of it from what my understanding now but I didn't know that then and so I was like oh my god they think I'm really bad like I failed (laughs) and I was like no I'm not doing acting and then for like two years I was like no like you know it's too scary and so I went to uni and um, I start I did one year of mass communications and I was like it oh wow it was so dull and I felt like (laughs) I had lost a part of my soul. It was so crazy. And then a friend um, started, uh, was doing this, this acting class in Perth. So I did that and that was really fun. And I was like, Oh, want to do more, want to do more. And then she ended up going to Sydney. So she was 18 and she moved from Perth to Sydney to do the Tafta 20 week course. And I was like, Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Um, That's so brave of her. How can she do that? Um, I don't know if I'm that brave. And then like next minute I did another Tafta course and, you know, um, I got really good feedback from John and like a few of the girls there. And I was like, 
you know what, like, I really want to do this. Like, let's take the year off uni. Let's see how we go. Um, And then, yeah. And then I ended up living in Melbourne for six months, which was so awesome. And I'm so glad I did that. And that's where I met you, though. I know. That was was a good time. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Capsicums and carrots and. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. I don't eat capsicums really anymore. I know I got sick of them <laughs> but it was fun it was a good time back then yeah it was it was really good yeah that's yeah. that's awesome like it's awesome that you can you know find the passion through like even school like if even though your like school wasn't like a performing arts school you're still able to find that like passion mm. in the subject that in drama and then year 10 and then you know I find like there's a lot of similarities with people's stories that they do it and then they stop and then they go back to it because it's literally like it's just ingrained in them like they need Mm. to do it so yeah yeah I feel like a lot of people who do acting can relate to that like it's always sort of a love that comes back yeah because it's just so strong and yeah I feel like yeah a lot of people I know they might stop it for like a year, but then they're back and then they're like, oh, yeah, this is fun. And, yeah, you know, exactly. and then some people just, you know, they don't. And that's just so common. Yeah. And that's fine as well. Like you've got to find what you love. And if, if that's not acting, then like go find what you love. Exactly. I just want to ask like with your like, I don't know, it's so interesting because I haven't had like I've had people that have been to TAFTA and AFTA and everything like that, but I haven't had anyone come on that you know has been in the same course as me and stuff like for a a long period of time yeah and I just want to know how your how your experience was like going back like even because you know I don't really know like I guess maybe we spoke about it all those years ago now but I don't Mm -hmm. really know how you your experience was with the full time like did you find that it was good or did would you have rather like a mixed bag of people like female and male because you know we had like all females in ours like how did you mm. how was your view on it and did you enjoy I, yeah definitely I think um it was great for me at the time I learned so much and I guess like one of the one of the big things about my journey was actually maturing so like I found that it was the perfect thing because at that point when I started TAFTA, I wasn't as committed as I have been, like that I had become in years to come and also probably now. Yeah. So I think starting with TAFTA was good because like I guess my opinions at the time of acting was, you know, it, it used to be a really deep love but then I guess like it still was a deep love but it was more like, I guess superficial, like, you know, acting was exciting. There was the lighting that was really exciting. Having footage of yourself that that's a that's good acting and also with, you know, the professional setup was really exciting and more on the superficial level. Um, but but now um, you know, that so what I'm trying to say is like Tafta was perfect for me at that time. Um, and I think about like sometimes I wish I would I would go to Tafta now because um, having exposure to all those directors and stuff would be so awesome with the skills I have and the knowledge I have and the maturity I have now. Mm. But like at the time, I just, that was just, I was trying my best, but there was only so much that I knew and that I knew of myself. Like I hadn't really developed much as a person. Like I was 18. I had so much to learn and so much life experience that I needed to have in order to to grow into who I am now. Yeah. So I guess like um, I really did like it and I think the all-girl class is not a problem. Um, it was probably good to have just all girls because it felt probably a bit safer and you don't have that thing of like, oh, that guy's watching me or, or whatever <laughs> because that's totally what I would have thought back then. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> And it's like nerve wracking. Like I liked that we were all sort of in it together, and it was like I feel like our group wasn't really competitive. Like we were competitive, but like not against each other. Like it was more like we wanted each other to do great rather than yeah be better than you. Like I never felt that, but I know that so many people experience that, and 
Mm. It's good to hear that you didn't have any of those. No, it was definitely a really great starting point, I think. And putting myself in Melbourne as well from being a Perth person was really great. And I'm so glad I did that. Um, So that was part of my 20 week Tafter experience as well, living out of home for the first time, paying all my bills for the first time. You know, it was a really quite an overwhelming experience and um, in the best way possible. So I think it was a great start because it really challenged me. And that's really great because I would need the bravery and the strength in years to come, you know, so it was a good starting point for me. So yeah set you up a bit for yeah and I learned all this cool stuff like you know I remember hearing the advice from the casting directors you know about emailing casting directors and you know I think some of that stuff I still hadn't heard after three years at um acting school um I mean but also acting school was focused more on theater than on film so you can understand why that stuff hasn't been mentioned but yeah, like some of the stuff I learned at Tafta, um, yeah, hasn't been mentioned, which I thought was interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess we've hit, you know, come to the present now and you've done so much and I'm so proud of you. But I just wanted to... <laughs> Likewise. Oh, my gosh, this podcast is so cool. This is like I'm so proud of you as well. Oh, thank you. But <laughs> we're here for you, Jill. We're here. Oh, sorry. You. Yeah. <laughs> everyone freaking says that about me and I'm just like I don't know what to say like this is like your interview like please yeah but like oh man just talking about Tafta and I think we've grown so much and it's awesome to to see that you've done such a cool thing like I, I can't stop listening to the podcast they're so good oh, and hearing yeah. other people's stories is really inspiring and empowering and, and that's yeah everyone's so like, you just you never know like people come from all different walks of life like you can't yeah. and you can't like no one's journey is ever going to be like identical yeah exactly and it's cool to hear how people make it work for whatever journey they've had already which is really cool so basically you have been doing a lot um producing like making your own content and you've kind of like gone into the theater realm with which is so so awesome and I just wanted Mm. to ask you how do you feel about creating your own content and how do you feel about producing? Like, is it something that um, you're continuing now that you've just finished like contractions, which is your, the theater play that you did. Mm -hmm. Tell us all about it. About about contractions? contractions, Everything, like everything is kind of in your mind now with like how, how you've done your first producing role pretty much like how does it feel oh it feels so good um yeah it was a great experience the whole way through basically um obviously with a process like that it's um because it takes it took it took a long time in the making really like a few months before I I think it started maybe October 2020 oh wow yeah or maybe November um but there was a lot of organizing and I really do love to organize. And so that was great. Yeah. Produce um, all about organizing. So you have to. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And it was, it was, it just worked out great. I was really lucky. Um, I, I was talking to this actor that my friend had recommended me. And um, th- unfortunately that didn't work out with them. And I was, I was really excited to work with them because They've got really good credentials and things like that. Um, But unfortunately, it didn't quite work out because of their work schedule. But even better, I ended up working. The other actor was a friend from my acting school. Yeah. And the director was someone that had also gone to that school. So it was just really great. It was an all-female team and that was incredibly empowering. And doing producing for the first time, I was kind of walking in blind. Um, So... I was just trying to be as prepared as I could and as organized as I could and professional as I could because um, there were things that I didn't quite know, but I made sure that I was ahead of the game so that it wasn't, it didn't come to the end where I was like, Oh my gosh, I haven't done this or this or this. Like I, it was the last week of um, the whole process and we were about to go up on the Friday and Saturday night. And I was like, yeah, I've done all my stuff. Like, 
I can just act now. And if the, the director needs help, then I can help them. But it was, it was really good. Um, yeah, producing for the first time was really great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I did do, <laughs> I made the, the poster. I made the, well, I made most of the videos that we posted yeah. and that was awesome. I love editing. I love filming. That's something, that's another passion. So just everything was so great to do because it was it just, I love acting and everything, but I also love, I love making the poster and being creative in that way and for it actually to be half decent. Like I was really excited that it wasn't totally bad. Yeah, well, it looked great. I'm just spewing. I didn't even get to see it. I've been telling you <laughs> to Perth for the last seven years. And I yeah, I know. So <laughs> to come to Perth and it needs yes to you do need up. to come to Perth how, how <laughs> after seven years I know I know that's awesome that you did producing and you really loved it and stuff like that and you could have like a handle mm-hmm. but what's what if the audience were wanting to know what is contractions about and how did the idea come to mind um okay I don't want to give too much away so we, we also said this when we were advertising the show when people asked us. So I'll, I'll try and keep it as kind of as vague as I can so that because it really, it's a great play and it really builds and you don't want to hear what exactly happens because it's kind of a shock yeah, yeah. moment when you hear what happens because it's so ridiculous and so absurd. But basically <laughs> um, I played Emma and she was an employer, an employee, sorry, at a new work at a new job mm. and it's the whole play is just Emma and the manager oh, cool. and it's a series of scenes where Emma walks into the manager's office and the first scene is where Emma walks into the manager's office and the manager pulls up the contract that Emma has signed to work there and says um oh you know um she just talks about something in the contract, just trying to keep it vague so that people read the play. Yeah. And um, and Emma denies, you know, having involvement, you know, with yeah. the the contract, the thing that says in it. Sorry, this is horrible. Um, right. And basically, the as the play goes on, um, more information gets unravelled, and um, it's kind of like the consequences. Of, yeah. It's basically. A series of scenes of interactions between the two characters and Mm. how how Emma copes and deals with things and how the manager deals with what's been done and it's a real comment on employees and bosses in society and how how employees are treated and implied consent, like what what is okay, what is professional and what is crossing a boundary, I guess. And, yeah, that's I think crossing a boundary is probably the biggest issue and theme of contractions. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm. And how, how did you go with, like, being the producer and the actor? Like, did you struggle with um, doing both or were you quite, like, comfortable with doing both like really like being the producer didn't really affect your performance as an actor and like being an actor didn't really um take away from being a producer like how how was that for you well for my first time um I did spend a lot of the time in the producer role and I think in rehearsals and stuff it was cool to explore the character and explore the scene and to be with other character and see how that's like but I remember in the week of production Mm. um I we were all just like okay you know I'm just taking the producer hat off completely so that I can focus on acting and I remember like I was doing the scene and you know the the director and um another person who was helping us with it well you know they were saying it was good and they were happy with it and stuff but then, like, there was a moment where it became, I became the actor yeah. and I was really connecting with the script and the character and the journey. And I think maybe because I was doing the producing, I, some reason, was maybe um, a bit detached in the smallest way. 
Yeah, yeah, detached. So yeah. when I sunk into the acting, it kind of, it just clicked and it made it easy mm. to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. I feel like at some point it clicks, but, you know, I feel like it's not, um, it's not as hard to be the producer and the actor. I feel like for me. Yeah harder to be a director and an actor oh yeah I can't imagine doing that <laughs> yeah I don't know how people do that I feel like you need yeah. to have so much experience in mm. to be able to do that I don't yeah. think at my level I could mm. just because like how how am I supposed to know like how am I supposed to direct myself like it just it seems also overwhelming but <laughs> um mm. with producing and acting I find it um easier like there's mm. obviously some projects that would be harder depending on like the content to produce and act in but yeah mm. I mean I guess it depends on the person but I just find that's a that's a um easy kind of introduction into like mixing combining the two together mm. yeah definitely and different people um have different skills I guess um my thing was like yeah, I guess I was just producer brain where I was like in the quick, 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 go, 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 um, do this. Uh, all right, do this down. And then actor is like, breathe. What are you feeling? <laughs> What's, what are your thoughts? Like a produ- I feel like the two mindsets were completely different. So like <laughs> producing is um, chaotic and acting is like, okay. You really got to feel everything and, and think everything <laughs> and be present. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like producer, you can definitely get distracted and actually you're quite focused as a producer, but as an actor, you really need to be present. Like as a producer, you don't need to be present, but as an actor, it's essential, especially with the play, especially, you know, there's a lot of moments in the play where there's new information that the manager gives Emma and it's, it's huge information. And so if you're not present or if you're thinking ahead, it can really stuff up the moment. So you really got to like hear that information for the first time, even though you've done it 50 billion times. Like acting is a lot of listening. Oh yeah. Listening is just like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Not, not time, no time for like listening. Just let's do all these things that we can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm probably, I'm <laughs> probably certain like it's probably a little bit different in a th- theatre production because, you know, it runs a little bit differently, but how, with um with studying for mostly like film and tv how did you go when you were making the tradition in doing like a theater show and like is everyone kind of just as supportive like what's what's the vibes with the differences between like theater and film and tv like your experiences um it oh yeah okay um going from film and then going into theater was yeah quite scary um when I first started at the acting school that I went to, um, I I was quite shy and scared. Like I was, I d- never really thought myself as an actor or a creative or anything like that. So I felt like actors were really big and bold, especially actors that had trained at acting schools. I was like so intimidated by how big they were in their everyday life and how brave they were, like with their movements and their expressions. And so when I went to acting school, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I felt so small. And especially doing, especially film, because it's you, when you're on film, your thoughts are so, you just need to think thoughts and so much happens with your face and that's enough. But when you go into theatre, no one can see that. So yeah. a lot of the time during my three years that I studied, a lot of the teachers were like, you're not doing anything. And I was like, what? But like, I'm thinking so much and blah, blah, blah. But one of the pieces of advice I got and that I've taken on board is like, move your face, express your face um, so that people can see how you're feeling. And I guess I had to learn the extreme of that. And then I guess um, connect authentically to the extreme of that, of facial expressions and things like that and moving your body so that it communicates the story, I guess. And then, yeah, going back to film after that experience, um, I've still been able to, I ha- like I'm not over the top or anything like that, but I think I have more going on in my face than I did when I started, which I think is pretty cool, seeing yeah. that that progression. 
Um, yeah, and just I think a lot of my acting training was helping me to become more of myself and also having more bravery to do acting and learning deep. Theatre, it takes a lot of bravery. Like I feel like for me personally, I don't mm. like to do it, which is not saying. Yes, you can. I just don't. Honestly, like I, I'm like in theatre, like there's no room. Like you can't stuff up really. Like you have to, you know what I mean? Whereas mm. filming TV, it's different. Like obviously like it, it's fast. Yeah. Like when you're on like a TV set or like a film, like it all runs very freaking fast, but mm. you can do the different takes. Whereas in theatre, you've kind of like, this is it. This is now. Mm. And you actually yeah. kind of requires you to be more present in theatre than it does in film because in theatre, if you're not present in that scene, that moment, like, like you'll just lose it a little bit. So I just, yeah, was that like daunting for you or were you like pretty, like pretty comfortable with it? Oh, dude, I was not comfortable. <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable. I think, yeah, very uncomfortable. Um, but the cool thing is, though, is that I found that during my acting school experience, I just failed so much. Like, seriously, I failed so much. I didn't know what I was doing half the time. And I, I think like everyone's the same though. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, that's a great thing to fail. And I've learned so much. And the thing is, you're not always going to be crap. Sorry to say that. No, that's all right. <laughs> be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're not always. Yeah. The cool thing was, I guess, coming out of acting school and being like, yeah, I'm not bad. Mm. I've spent time working on this and yeah, I was bad during the process, but now that if you give yourself some time to like let the information sink in and then you, you know, have another shot, you're like, wow, it's sunk in. And I remember all these lessons that I've learned. And, you know, when you're saying you can't do theater, you totally can. And it's oh, yeah. like theater does oh, not probably. like discriminate, you know, anyone can do it. And it's just practice. And the cool thing about acting and theater is that, you you have a lot more practice than you probably might with film so you can stuff up and then by the performance it be working you know every process is different and I think one thing that I really like about theatre is that you do have a, a whole process you have a process of meeting everyone for a script reading and then you have blocking and then you have costumes and it's a whole thing for like two months and then finally the performance comes and it's this delayed gratification amazingness where you go yeah this is what we've worked on for the last two months and we're really proud to show you this show so um it's a really amazing thing theater and don't don't be too scared to do it because it's a incredible like it helps film so much I think no, just, it's helped me become a better yeah. film person I think just motivating people to do theater I love that where, yeah no where for real though. um Sorry, go. I just. Oh no, I'm done. <laughs> um, I. Where do you like? Do you want to go to other states with contractions, or you will you just like? Is there more that you want to do with it? Like, do you want to tour it, or is it you just kind of um cool like a cool experience that you did, and you kind of want to move on to other projects now and stuff? Well, the girls we had had people say we should do that. And because we only had two performance nights because we weren't sure, you know, I wasn't sure if we would sell tickets. Turns out I think we sold out the first night and then the second night we were pretty full. So that was a huge success considering we were like, oh, who's going to come? <laughs> but I think, you know, Perth Fringe is quite big. So we might do it for Perth Fringe or, you know, we were thinking about doing more shows Um later on in the year but um I said to the girls I'm like oh, I kind of want to do another project because <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah like having because it's a very very um the show is very emotionally taxing as well for my character yeah so it's it's not easy to get there all the time so I guess there was a bit of fear in that as well but you know, I was very proud of the show and proud of everyone that put it together. So I guess if everyone's available, maybe we could do it again in the future and it would be different and it would be layered and it would be better because we'd done it once and then had time off and then did it doing it again would be a, a different performance. And yet maybe it would be um, more interesting because we've let it let the play sink a bit more 
and it's going deeper into our bones in a way yeah in our psyche so I'm not sure Zoe um yeah it hasn't been (laughs) with the flow yeah I guess so yeah awesome though well I'm so like happy that um you've done that like because creating something is like just super like I don't know how to say like super gratifying like it's awesome Mm. you feel good after because you know that like I did that you know you did you did all of that and you put in all Mm. that effort and you know to have to have it booked out on the first night and to have it like full or whatever on the second night like that's that's a really amazing achievement which is Mm. which is just awesome and yeah I'm so proud of you um, (laughs) you did that (laughs) yeah I think like it also just goes to show that you know I realized after I did it it was it was a lot of learning and it was challenging and it was incredible but it wasn't impossible and it's really easy to create your own work and it's really easy to put your own shows up if you have the desire to and it just I don't know for me it was super motivating and empowering because a lot of people at Tafta they always said make your own work make your own work and you know at the acting school they also said make your own work and so it's really like it was quite amazing even though it, even though it wasn't easy when I look back on it I had such a good time that it even though it was challenging it was still easy because I, I was loving what I was doing yeah definitely so like yeah. it's just inspiring for other people who want to be actors and who are like oh I'm not getting any work just like put on your own play it's amazing you're you're training yourself you're learning and that's what you're going to be doing in the industry so it's just a really good warm-up it's literally you don't know where things are going to take you like you don't know where projects are going to take you where and who's going to see that project and do you know what I mean like it how it actually helps you build that um stamina and that professionalism because Mm. in your in your content depending what you do if you do a short film or whatever you have that freedom at that time to do takes you know as many takes as you need and so then when you go on a set like a professional set like you know like a neighbors or a home and away or something like you know just something that's like not you doing control over the project then you're kind of more prepared and you you don't go in in the completely in the dark not ever being on a set before so it's yeah um yeah it's the best thing to do to be to to create content and to just literally like sink your teeth into something and know that you created that and be proud of that wherever it goes Mm. like it doesn't have to go anywhere and it's it will still be it will still be just as gratifying and feel great yeah I like what you said about it getting you ready for the industry because it's literally you're literally doing what you would do in the industry but on your own terms so like you you can make mistakes and grow from them and then when you get onto a professional theater production or whatever whatever you're doing um you're yeah you're more flexible and you you're more you've warmed up so you feel like cool um I'm I feel more comfortable in this and therefore maybe I can take more risks with my acting or with my process rather than feeling worried about like, oh, is this the right, is this how to behave or like, oh, and worrying about the logistical stuff rather than actually like worrying about, you know, your, I don't know, bringing the right energy or yeah, you can, you have more brain power on the character and unpacking that during the rehearsal or being present with the other actors you can be a bit more relaxed in the professional setting because you've you've done it in your own setting with people that you know and you've had experiences that have taught you, okay, this is good. Like, for example, don't be late to rehearsals because everyone, um, you know, suffers if someone's like, I don't know, something like that. Mm. You go, okay, cool, I'm not going to be late for a professional set because it stuffs other people up. And you can think about, you know, getting there early and doing a warm-up or something and then you're more relaxed I don't know that's just what I think yeah no definitely I feel like but in in everything that you create you know um you yeah there's a level of professionalism the way in the way that you should treat it anyway but Mm. if doing a short film with friends or whatever everyone should be 
held accountable if, you know, like if you say the call time's this and someone rocks up like an hour later, then mm. everyone should just say like, hey, look, like this is, this might be a short film, which is friends or whatever, but, you know, treat it like it's a professional set a little bit because mm. then you're really going to get like a taste of it. And I feel like everything, mm. if you do one short film and then you keep going and you do several other short films or you do a web series or whatever, like there's always going to be that next level up in each thing that you do. And then once you get to like your fifth or, you know, sixth short film, you're going to start, like it's going to become more of a professional set than it was on your very first one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just feel like content creating and producing and trying different things, different hats is just, it's it's such a it's such a different experience. Like it, it just, it feels great to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a different experience because it's it shows you, say if you were to go to Hollywood or whatever and, um yeah, if you've if you've been an actor that's tried on different hats, I feel like that would help you a lot because if you're on set with all these people, you would know exactly what they do and you have a bit more respect for them. You can have a conversation with them and know what they do and 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 be really grateful for them for doing that role because you've done it before. And so the whole yeah, like I still don't know all the um the roles of what people do on set and I would love to keep learning about that because yeah, it's it just helps you have a deeper understanding and respect for everyone around you. And also then that way you like, you know what's going on because the set can be kind of scary because there's all these people and you're like, oh my gosh, what are you all for? You're just watching me. What what do you do? And so it's good to know like what everyone does and it's really interesting and fascinating as well. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's just people, whoever's listening, just, take you know I always say like take um everything that you hear on the podcast like you know with a grain of salt and pick and choose what you hope in the future or you know or what you want to try out like and I hope that you know because I don't know what like what um level my audience is at like they might be beginning just beginning journey or you know in the middle and in a rut with their journey so it's just like Mm -hmm. kind of just pick and choose what you want to take from each like episode and each um guest and then you kind of just start that journey because I feel like starting getting into the industry is the hardest and then once you're in it and you're you're finding your way and you're finding what works for you that's when it becomes exciting Mm. Yeah, it can it can be daunting to be like, oh yeah, learn every role of the set. Like that's not something you do exactly. at, at the beginning. How how no, sorry. you just start with <laughs> the main that. thing. If you want to be a producer, go for that. If you want to be an actor, go for that. And then introduce mm. other things when you're like when you're ready and when you you know that you're not going to be overwhelmed by it. Yeah, because it it can get very overwhelming. Like acting took so long for me to understand and I, I only just sort of feel like I'm only getting it now and it's been yeah. a really long time. So. And there's going to be things that come up that you still don't get, but there's so many thousands and thousands of way, ways to do it, like mm. techniques, so many things. And every teacher that I've ever been taught by is like, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Don't mm. take it as everything because some things that I teach might not work for you and some things that mm-hmm. other teachers teach might really work for you. So you have, it's like so true. build that, build that um, toolkit before you just take a whole lot of something from someone and you really don't agree with everything that they teach. In a sense. Yeah. I really agree with that. Cause um, I think you've got to stand in your own power as well and know that like we are all individuals and we've had our own experiences in life. And so you know yourself probably more than an acting teacher might. So just give yourself the space to take in what they're saying and go, "Mm, that doesn't really help me. That might actually hinder me more than it helps me. So don't, in the past I've I've berated myself for not, for taking, like not taking on or maybe for advice not to work for me. I've been like, oh, why is that not working for me? It's working for other people. But that's, that's because I'm a different person and because we're individuals and it's okay if, if um, you know, 
a certain process doesn't work for you to get into character. That's so fine. Just find the, the process that works and the process that gets you to the best performance that you can have and for a good process for other people that are around you. Definitely. I agree. Well, that kind of wraps up our talk with your journey and things like that. And mm-hmm. every on every podcast, um, I come to the end of the episode and um, have an awareness section. I feel like it's important to raise awareness to something that's important to the guest or feel or they feel that needs to be more noticed and things like that it could be anything and um, I know that you have something important that you want to raise awareness to so yeah if you want to get into that that would be awesome because I know a lot of people um, need to know more about it and need to be more aware and in you know just yeah not be afraid from it to be afraid of it yeah No, I'm really grateful that you have this part of the podcast because listening to other podcasts that that I've heard that you've done, I've learned so much and it's been great to hear what other people's passions are as well, Mm, um, aside, outside of acting. Um, But mine, I started doing support working uh, last year, about a year ago, and um, for people with disabilities and I don't want to be on the podcast and say, like, I don't have a disability. I don't understand that, that world a hundred percent. So I, I don't feel like I can speak on behalf of those people, mm. but I feel like um, I just wanted to come on here and just remind people that, you know, if you see someone who needs to sit on um, like the disability, sorry, um, on a bus and they need a seat, just stand up. Um, not everyone has a visible disability. I work with people who have invisible disability and it's really difficult and they feel like they have to prove that they have a disability yeah. and that's upsetting because, you know, they don't want to have to do that. And so I just really like to urge people to go out and learn a bit more and also understand that we come from a privilege and that, we will, as an abled body person, we have a privilege that we don't know what that's like to wake up every day and feel chronic fatigue or pain down your left arm for the whole day. We don't know what that feels like. And so naturally there's the privilege and like anything, I think people who are in that privilege need to learn about other ways of life and have respect for that and an understanding so that, you know, if we see those people out, we can have empathy and stand up. (laughs) One of the people that I work for, um, you can't tell that she has a disability Mm. and um, yeah, people wouldn't stand up for her and thought that her assistance dog was, she was training the assistance dog and yeah, it was just upsetting because um she does need to sit down um so things like that I think we can all be a bit more aware about yeah Um, not all people with disabilities you can tell and they're going through a lot as well like any like a lot of people you just don't know what people are going through Mm. um and yeah I, I would love for people to learn a bit more about disability and even just learning about our own privilege I think yeah 100 percent important yeah 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 awesome well thank you so much and I hope that people do take from that and do get like more just do more research and take the time to do that because it's yet that like you said there's so many disabilities conditions in the world and Mm. a lot of them are invisible and it doesn't mean that like no one really has the right to say you need to prove this prove that like Mm. and that's not how a society should run it should just be accepting of everyone and if someone does have a disability ask for ask what disability they have be interested be be wanting to learn more about it and wanting to learn more about them as a person and Mm. yeah and don't don't judge like Mm. you know just just be there to learn and not to judge. 
Yeah, and I think it's also about giving them a voice as well. Like I think that's why I don't want to say too much because I want it to come from them and because they have a different experience and they have every right to have their experience told by them. So I don't want to start saying certain things. I, I would just like people to go out and maybe research narcolepsy and cataplexy. Yeah, Like a lot of people might not know what that is or have assumptions about what that is. And yeah, we, as a society, we're like, oh, we don't need to know that. But yeah, we do. Like, Yeah, there's so Google many it. that we need to know that I think a lot of people are ignorant to. So yeah, like yeah. learn what chronic fatigue is. Like, yeah, yeah, I think we have such a privilege and we kind of just shut our doors and um, we don't think we need to learn this kind of stuff but I feel like it would benefit us as human beings to learn what another person's experience of life is because yeah we can learn so much from from everyone and for sure yeah awesome well thank you so much for coming on today and I'm I'm super excited and super eager to hear what you do next and everything that you know everything that your journey has been so far has has it's just awesome and to see where you are now is just just yeah it's great like as your friend I just I find it I find it so exciting because I know that you're going to be doing big things and just I'm so happy that you're still in it and you're still continuing on the journey thanks Zoe that's so lovely and you too as well I think it's awesome that we're still here seven years on I think that's incredible like I just keep being like wow I can't believe yeah, I think a lot of people from our course sort of decided maybe it wasn't for them and and I'm just grateful that we're both still here and I, I don't know if we would have thought that at the time. Maybe we didn't see that coming, but I'm really happy for both of us. Thank you. And, yeah, well, thanks for coming on and hopefully we can do this again and it's going to be an even better interview. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. Right. Two years. <laughs> yeah, two years. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this let me talk episode please subscribe and leave a review below we can't wait for you to listen in on more exciting conversations with all our upcoming guests if you have any specific requests on any guests that you want to hear from please follow our instagram at let me talk underscore podcast and leave a message in the inbox or comment on a recent post thank you